How do you know when to move on or just keep going on an idea for a video that you've had for a while? Let's find out. G'day crew and welcome back to the Do Video Podcast, where our aim is to get you and your business genuinely connecting with your customers. With the best method at the moment, video, which is why I'm called the Video Confidence Coach. Funny that. I'm Zoe, the Video Confidence Coach, your host for this episode, because as you can see, it is a Friday, and you know what a Friday means. Friday means we have special guest time. So I'm going to give you over to Zoe to introduce him. Thank you, Zoe, and welcome to the Do Video Podcast. And as you can tell, we're in a new location. We are. Where, where are we? We're in the Quiz studio. Ooh, you can see it behind me, there's Quiz. Oh, wait, where is it? Where's my hand? It's a bit there. Hey, there we are. So, this. Now, I've, now I can, in my mind, I feel like people may have seen you before. Mm. On maybe in like another episode somewhere. Mm. I don't know, I have this feeling. But just in case they don't know who you are, or can't remember. Most people don't. Every, like, sometimes I wake up and look in the mirror and I don't know who I am. Do you want to let people know who you are? And then I just stop looking in the mirror. <laughs> um, sure, I'm Dylan. Uh, I'm from the World Culturists. And I'm here today to talk about that. Well, what are the pop culturists, Dylan? Well, the pop culturists are a personality-based media outlet based in Geelong. And what we do is we have ourselves a YouTube channel. So the YouTubes is a thing that the kids do and some of us geriatric folk. And we have a channel where we have uh, video game reviews, movie reviews, a PlayStation podcast, uh, Let's Plays, a whole variety of different things in the pop culture realm. Uh, mostly us kind of just enjoying the things that we love and trying to share it with other people. Beautiful. See, that was felt a lot easier than last episode, didn't it? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll work through. So last time we talked more about um, Dylan's experience with um, video production and how he got to learn about it and how he got to the level that he's at now. But we're going to be focusing more. What the fuck? That was a level, right? So, but today we're going to we're going to be focusing on the pop culturists themselves. Da da da! Zoe, put some effects in here, please. Sparkle. Prime Minister Sparkle. You'll see that. Prime Minister Sparkle. Talking about ScoMo and then coming up with different names for prime ministers. You know, ScoMo. ScoMo. You know the current one. Huh? Current Prime Minister? No. They change every two weeks. I don't care. <laughs> I vote for a Prime Minister and they're gone. I'm, I know. Like, all right. And that was like seven Prime Ministers. They're like Doctor Who's. I know. They're not the good kind either. No. The racist ones from the 70s. Whoa. All right. Pull it back. Back to what we're actually talking about. Okay. So the pop culturists, we've, you've explained to us what they are. Yes. So what type of videos have you done? You feel free to list off just a couple of type of the videos that you've done. Mm. I know that... Um, I've worked with you personally on mm. the qu- pop quiz stuff, mm-hmm. um, where we have cool people pressing buttons and mm. making people laugh and blah, blah, blah. But for the other type of videos that the pop culturists do, can you give us an idea of what they are? Uh, yeah, well, we've been through a lot of iterations. At, currently, at the moment, we have uh, the For the Players PlayStation podcast, which uh, Ryan Betson and Josh Saunders, the other pop culturists, do. Uh, they've just launched. I don't think there's an episode out yet, but The Young and the Wrestlers is a wrestling-related podcast that talks more about the drama and the, the storylines of the wrestling rather than the wrestling itself. And then, of course, uh, we're trialling Pop Quiz at the moment, which is a quiz show for um, pop culture. 
Beautiful. Yeah. And you say at the moment. So mm. what type of stuff have you done in the past? Uh, well, originally... That you, that you want to mention. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, originally, we tried a bit of everything. Originally, it started out as a, um, like a radio show where the guys would just choose a topic to talk about, see whatever, whatever's in the news, Halloween, they do a Halloween theme thing. Uh, so it was a radio show that they talked uh, for about an hour and a half and they played some songs in between. Then it became kind of like uh, we'd do movie reviews and video game reviews and then, you know, trends in the, the internet were things that we tried. So we tried uh, some Let's Plays where we play along with video games and stream. So we're still doing that. Um, unboxings where toys and loot crates and things like that and having a look at those and what's inside uh, we had the news where we do like pop culture news every week we tried that for a while as well um, we did have like initially when we had our website uh, first made we had I think the five different categories comics movies television television was a big one uh, we're doing television podcasts for a while there as well. So all sorts of different things. Podcasts, YouTubes, just changing up. So can I ask why you're not doing the, all of those things now? Mostly time because uh, it's hard. It's hard, it's, hard, it's hard to get together for like usually Thursdays would be the time that we get together and do something for like three hours or so. So when it was one thing a week, we do one movie review. Next week, okay, game's out, we're going to do that. Oh, new TV shows come out, we'll do that. Um, but just doing that between working jobs, uh, having lives, having families, uh, just it's impossible to do in that time. But even just the part where uh, we were doing uh, the DC Domination podcast and there was just The Flash and Arrow and then Legends of Tomorrow came out and now there's Supergirl the and there's that other thing and the other thing and the other thing and now there's like 15 different things you've got to keep up with and if you want to keep up you have to because they cross over and you've got to know what's going on uh, and then it just became overwhelming too much to do uh, so that's the kind of things where we start to take a step back and be like alright well, let's try something a little easier yeah okay so would, would you recommend for um, business owners and for people that are watching listening whatever you're doing don't, don't at me for people that like you said, you have a full-time job um, and a family as well as this. Mm. How did? What was your process as a group, as the pop culturist group, of deciding when something was enough? Or not that something was a failure, because not, not, it's not saying it's a failure and you're not allowed to say it's a failure either. But when something, we've had this discussion already, is a bit negative Nancy over here. Mm. When discussing about if something is not working, what, what are the measurements or what are the things for you if something is not working? As, as a group, how did you decide if something's not working? Mm. Did you just not have the feeling for it anymore? Or was it like the audience was telling you they don't like it anymore? Or what were the reasons for you not to keep doing something? Mm. Well, we, we try to be interactive with the, the, the pop culturist community on our Facebook page. We've got a Facebook group uh, and ask them what they want, what they'd like. Personally, um, you know, I want to do what I want to do and the things that I enjoy. And if I'm not passionate about doing it, then there's no real point in doing it. Because there's only, like I said, a certain amount of time. And if you're not enjoying it, then what's the point in doing it? And uh, I think if you do what you love and show that you have that passion for it naturally, then other people will, who are interested in those things will kind of you know, come on board and, and want to see that. Um, so doing things just for the sake of doing things is a part of it where it's like, well, are we really enjoying this? 
Uh, is it getting the views we want? Do we have the audience that we want? Those kind of things. Um, or mostly when your family or friends say, look, uh, not doing this anymore, or it's either me or that. And then you're kind of like, oh, okay, I, I guess I'll uh, choose you. Okay. And as a group, um, so um, as a, when working in a, a... And when your manager calls you in and says, look, you're too tired and you're going to get fired. And then you're like, oh, okay, I better stop doing that. Yeah, that probably is a good feeling too. Yeah. But as a group or as a team, mm. um, well, for most small businesses, you work with a team no matter what. Even if you feel like you're a, you're a solopreneur, you do have a team with your family and friends. But mm. for you, because you are working with a team of other people yes. who are not exactly in the same position as you, but, you know, in the same position of full-time jobs sure. and families and all level things, mm. how did you go about delegating or figuring out as a group of not why you would just try to finish something, but why you would start something. How would you delegate as a group of, okay, if we're going to do this, this is who's doing that, this is who's doing that. How did you go about delegating those type of tasks? Hmm. Well, in the same sense of things uh, with video production and, and audio production, things like that, podcasting, people aren't always in the same uh, state even or same country. So what we found is originally we had a couple of people in Queensland and then three of us here in Geelong. Uh, so we'd have a monthly meeting where we'd get together and we'd allocate at that time, you know, you're on television, you're on movies, you're on comics, what do you like, what do you enjoy the most out of these things, what do you want to do? And then we'd sit down and each person would schedule out what's going to happen over the next month. So what video games are releasing, what TV shows are coming to an end, what seasons are starting, and then bring that to the table and everybody would have their go like a meeting. I mean, we weren't and still aren't a professional business we're not business-minded people we're not in any managerial what do you mean you're a corporation you're not making millions exactly of so we we kind of look at how life works and incorporate that into um, what we do with the pop culturists um so that's how we kind of decided what we were going to do and then we look over like you know there's four things that come out this month we can only do two which ones do we want to do and then we go ahead with that Okay. And we'd plan far enough ahead to, to kind of always be on the ball. And then, like myself, I've got like 100 things I want to do. And then it might end up just being 10. But then you still get 10 done. And you're like, well, I still did 10. And that turned out pretty well. The Creative Geelong Makers Hub is a shared collection of spaces located at the ground floor of the Setterpoint Arcade, right in the heart of Geelong. The Makers Hub brings together many disciplines and skill sets, providing unique networking and collaborative opportunity for businesses, skill development, production and prototyping. Currently, our spaces include co-working, a maker space, a learn space, a studio space and window spaces. Learn more about Creative Geelong by visiting our website, social networks and please read our Geelong's Creative Potential Manifesto at Creative Geelong. So in regards to planning early or doing stuff ahead of time, yeah. so you don't feel rushed or stressed, <laughs> what would you recommend? Well, I still feel rushed and stressed. Well, yeah, but like less than you would have if you were doing it on the spot. True. Well, what would you recommend for um, the people, um, the viewers and listeners, what would you recommend to them would be the best lead-up time? Yes, I know everyone's lead-up time is... <laughs> this. All right, so just imagine you've had... You've you were able to lead up to the best amount of time you have to lead up, and um, yes. everything's been working perfectly. No stuff ups, no issues. Imagine right. okay. for me, will you? Right, I really have to concentrate on that. So, what do you feel like is the best lead time up 
for you and what you do because even though you do have multiple different series and different pieces of content that you'd be giving out for most people watching they'd probably probably start off with one type of series or one piece of content that they're giving out Mm. um, and then slowly grow over time once they can get the team members to help them out but for a lead time what would you recommend work for you or what would be the ultimate type of work for you? <laughs> well, I, I work very differently to a lot of other people. Uh, I like to plan ahead and have everything down and know exactly what's going to happen. The other guys, on the spot. Like, they uh, turn up an hour before they're doing whatever they're doing, sit around, watch YouTube, 10 minutes to go, they're on. As soon as the camera goes, they're ready to go and they're into it. They've got their rhythm. Me, I like to have everything planned ahead. I'll come in with a piece of paper. I've got the dot points that I want to hit, even like the things that are you know, the jokes that I want to say or the times that I want to bring things in and kind of weave the conversation into it. Uh, so I like to be very prepared. And I didn't help by springing this on you within oh. five minutes, did I? Oh, no, that's true that as well. Yeah, exactly. Because he kind of rocked in and, well, not rocked in, but like our office is just on the other side. So there's a room between our two spaces um, I have the media studio in the creative Geelong space and he has this lovely space here and then he messaged me saying are you in and I'm like yep is the place open yep because security is just like cool we're going to shut all the doors and then I just thought I might interview you because you might be a good person to know and I apologize severely for not actually letting you know <laughs> no, no, I, no notes nothing two I, hands bare I, I thought it would be a good idea because <laughs> you're here <laughs> well, here I am uh, but yeah leading that's tough because uh, Pockwiz itself has taken a long time to get together and each time I miss a deadline it breaks my heart every time so we're in uh, New Year's now the, the 5th so around about there yeah it's hard I don't even know what time it is anymore because with, with this in particular you need to have enough done that you're ahead it's like a TV show where they shoot like the pilot and then five episodes so by the time episode one's airing they're shooting episode six and they're always ahead of themselves and then even they have breaks in between and, and delay things uh so with this i'd ideally like to be four episodes ahead we're still working out how long it takes to edit an episode if everything goes badly you also have multi-cam- about a month and a half <laughs> you also have multi-cameras to deal with yeah i mean ideally two weeks would be a good turnaround uh but yeah there's been a, like we wanted to start year and a half ago uh start with a halloween special and then a christmas special and then a uh, australia day special and then a valentine special and currently they have to fall to the wayside until next year um so yeah at the moment we're trying to organize something we want to have done by march and i'm and it's january 5th and I'm stressing about it because I don't think it's going to happen. You can make it happen, I believe in you. I well, we'll see. But as long as you're putting in the effort to actually get something done eventually, hmm. as long as you've got something to show for all of your stress and work, yeah. it shouldn't, it shouldn't um, be a bad thing if, yes, deadlines do come and they do go. Mm. <laughs> and it's a lovely feeling. But once the video is out there and people are actually enjoying it, they're really you know, engaging with it, they're commenting with you, they're tagging you, and they're actually mm. you know, commenting you and asking you questions. Mm. How does that make you feel? When once, it happens, once when it happens I will tell you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Once it's done, it's out there. You can't do anything about it. It's kind of like tearing a Band-Aid off, and you're just like, just do it. Just tear it off. It's done. It's over. It's off. Uh, but yeah, when, the, when you get the feedback, it's good. It makes it feel worthwhile. And with anything, it's it's very uh, immediate where you can see 
all the mechanisms of it and you can see that light in the background and that person and that performance and that stumbling of words and everything is the little things you can see. So if you sit away from it for long enough and watch it with a new perspective as an audience member, then you can see the magic in it. But it takes a while to get to that stage. Because one thing that I think will be helpful for you is done is better than perfect. Well, I shoot for like 120% in anything I try and do. And when I hit 60, I'm like, well, at least got 60. That's pretty good. That's yeah. not bad. Aim for the moon and hit the stars. Exactly. I'd rather aim for a 120 than even just aim for 100 because then the odds are better. Yeah. But I'm not very good at fractions or percentages. Neither am I. This is why we didn't do this. This is why I wasn't doing too well at school. What Dylan and I are saying is that no matter what, no matter what failures you come across, no matter what hiccups or problems that you may have, the idea is to get the content out there and to... Well, in your case, it's not really to inform or to help. It's more to entertain. Hmm. But as long as you're getting it out there and, y you know, you can see the problems with it, you can see all the issues that you may have with it, but no one else can see that. It's only you. It's only your, you and your brain are the only ones that are seeing this problem. Hmm. Once it's out there, people are enjoying being entertained. Hmm. People are enjoying being informed. Hmm. People are enjoying the content as it is. Exactly. Content. Yeah. Something to while away our life. Yeah. You want to be content with your content and even though you might see some of the problems with you know some edits or something wrong with that i don't see it that way when i when i watch when i watch your episodes mm. i don't see that, those issues and even what, what what's, what's that face what's that face you wrote a list of things that you did say what's wrong with it specifically it's because you were asking for my help. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I got that out. I had my critical feedback. He asked me for critical, I did feedback, ask for critical feedback. And then I gave it to him, and now he's upset. No, I'm happy for it. I was I'm very glad. It was good. Good. So if I and when I'm watching it on YouTube on a public on a public forum, mm. once it's outdated for the world, yeah. you're not getting any any niggly bits. Or you're not I want anything. negative YouTube comments. If you like, I don't care if you hate it, but just tell me that you've watched it and you hate it for this reason. I'll be like, yeah, that's true. Especially when you get any comments, it's, it's interaction. It's good. Yeah, yeah. It somebody, it's elicited an emotion, whether positive or negative, for somebody to, to want to comment. That's good. I like it. And if it's a negative comment, that is critique. That's not just being angry. Hmm. You can improve yourself. Yeah. If it's just being angry for the spite of it, yeah. Don't listen to it. No, Go I'll away. Still leave it there. It's, it's still a comment. It's still, it's still a comment. Just leave it there, but just don't engage. Don't with like it. it. Don't like it. <laughs> Thumbs down, but it's still there. True. All right. I would like to thank you, Dylan, for your lovely talk today. You're welcome. And dealing with the surprise, surprise interview fun times. Um, how would we find Pop Culturists? Uh, probably the best place to find us is at YouTube forward slash The Pop Culturists or search The Pop Culturists, capital P, lowercase o, lowercase p, capital C, and then the rest. Um, or you can check out our uh, website, www thepopculturists.com possibly .au you have to check into that one uh, or our Facebook page we've got our Facebook group and we've also got our um, uh, just our general Facebook page where you can see posts and updates of all the things that we're doing beautiful thank you again for having us and we'll throw you back to Zoe who will give us the final things thank you Zoe and Dylan bye so for a full list of sources credits and downloadables for this episode feel free to check out this episode on the dovideopodcast.com. And feel free to rate our chat or our our three-way, it's not a three-way three-way, but like our three-way chat between you, me and Dylan, um, on your favourite podcasting app that you might be listening to right now. Or if you watched it on YouTube, feel free to subscribe for more.
Why not? Yeah. If you have any questions, comments, concerns or feedbacks, feel free to reach out to Video Confidence Coach on our website, on social media, or just re- or just Google Video Confidence Coach. You can do that too. And don't forget to check out Dylan and the Pop Culturists. They're an awesome crew to watch. Thank you for engaging with us today. And don't forget to tell your crew about our chat.